Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful LeVar Haffney. LeVar, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Excellent. Let's do this. LeVar is a principal of Fayon Advisors, working at the intersection of financial planning and management consulting to develop and execute enduring, realistic strategies to help people reach their goals. I'm excited to have you on. LeVar, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Well, my background is in financial planning. I've worked for several investment management and brokerage firms, primarily providing uh, comprehensive solutions to small business owners and high net worth individuals. And during the course of some of my experiences, I saw that these business owners needed someone to also assist them with their businesses finances. So I just developed a small practice and decided to bring these solutions to help them to operate and expand their businesses. I like it. So often it's a matter of working in some kind of a field and recognizing needs or things that are left out. And that's, that's what causes us to kind of change course and, um, and structure our practices or our businesses the way that, 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 that we are. So what are some of those problems that, that you saw that weren't necessarily being addressed or that were being overlooked? Well, a common challenge that I saw was when business owners were trying to obtain financing so that they could expand as a financial planner, it was my job to quarterback the situation, so to speak. So when I would just try to help the business owner communicate with their accountant, um, it was very difficult to obtain accurate and timely financials. So what I just decided to do was say, hey, you know what? I think this is a great opportunity for me to actually compile the financials for my client so we can kind of move the process along a little bit faster and prevent that delay so that the client can obtain that financing solution on their time frame and not have to wait um, for their accountant uh, to provide that information. Got it. I think that that makes sense. It's all too often business owners are obviously, or for the most part, very intelligent people working very, very hard and think that they do their best to hire good advisors, oftentimes great advisors, but oftentimes those advisors aren't necessarily talking to one another. So it does require somebody, it doesn't require, but it makes sense to have somebody like you spearheading the process and making sure that all the information is getting to where it needs to be in an efficient manner. Absolutely. Got it. So what else, from a business advisory standpoint, what are some of the other key areas that, that you're helping clients with that you think are commonly overlooked, opportunities to <clears throat> for people who are listening, uh, you think that they could make changes to kind of maximize what they're doing? I think there are huge opportunities available. Business owners have a unique set of needs. Uh, for instance, they may need advice on establishing an employee benefit plan. Uh, which will include a 401k plan. Um, They need help with obtaining financing. They may need help with raising uh, equity. Uh, They need help with succession planning. They need someone who can help them to choose an insurance solution. 
for their business and for their personal lives. So just being someone who provides that strategic advice and essentially being a partner uh, to the business owner to help them expand their business and help them with their personal finances so that they can achieve their personal professional goals is a huge value add. And uh, it's very, very much in demand in the lower middle market uh, around that one to $20 million in revenue space. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, Pardon me. When we're talking about, um, when we're talking about doing more comprehensive type planning for smaller entities and smaller organizations, what do you find are some of the hiccups or rather the the stumbling blocks for business owners to do it? Is it a matter of not having enough time or not having the, the, the resources? I would say that they don't know what they don't know many times. And that's why it's important for me to do what I do. Just being able to educate the business owner on some of the things that they may need um, and to show them how they can leverage themselves. Of course, there are opportunities to uh, bring on freelancers as opposed to hiring new staff and increasing their labor costs, outsourcing a variety of tasks so that they can accomplish particular goals within a, a certain period of time, and just bringing on people that can help them to reduce their administrative burdens so they can focus on what is, on doing what they do best, which is serving their clients. Um, so I think just creating those plans so that they can leverage themselves, reduce their administrative burdens, and so that they can focus on growing their business is, uh, is something that I, I'm very, very um, passionate about when I help these business owners to expand. I appreciate that, and I think that it's in line with um, what you're working to, um, how how you're working with your clients, talking about working at the intersection of financial planning and management consulting, because all too often, the reason people bring in consultants in the first place is, it's not like the information that we need to make these decisions isn't available. It's just a matter of that somebody actually has to come in and help facilitate these tough conversations a lot of the time or get them to change the way that they're viewing things or thinking. So I think that there's immense value there. And it seems to me that a lot of the things you're talking about require money and financing. So that goes back to talking about how you help people um, obtain funding. What are some ways that you found, um, are, are, are there ways that, people can just shift the way that they're doing accounting practices or how, how are you able to help businesses more readily acquire funding or financing? Well, when I'm having these conversations, we, we have to look at the future. Uh, as you know, with accounting we're, we're lo- and, and also tax planning with taxes, we're looking at the past. So just getting the business owner to understand where they'd like to be and the actions that they have to take uh, beginning today for them to get to where they need to be. So just being a little bit more aware of the decisions that are they're making within the business and, and looking forward as opposed to looking back. And again, it comes back to education. Uh, oftentimes within the small business community, the owners are, 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 they have very strong personalities and it's just getting them to understand the value of maybe restructuring their business. You know, maybe you want to switch from, um, an LLC to an S corp or vice versa. 
and, and showing them that if they do things a little bit differently, how it's going to impact their bottom line, not only on the business side, but also in their personal finances. Um, but so when they're able to quantify that, when they're able to see the numbers, uh, usually they're in agreement and they're ready to make decisions um, based on, on, on those positive outcomes. Got it. Can you give me an example of what that might look like of, of just making a change in corporate structure, how that would, how that would help them to, to obtain financing? Yeah. Well, for instance, uh, I was working with a particular business owner and he wasn't incorporated at all. He had a small contracting firm. He worked with contractors. Um, so the revenue was there. The fact that he wasn't, he didn't have the legal entity really held him back. Something as simple as that, uh, because oftentimes business owners, um, they're very good at what they do. In this case, providing HVAC services, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Uh, you go out there, you perform a job, you get paid, you do it again, right? But when it comes to the accounting, when it comes to actually structuring the business to make it attractive so that you can obtain financing, something as simple as, hey, let's set up a legal entity, and this is why you set it up. In the event that something happens, the personal assets will be protected. So just educating this particular client on that allowed him to just go out, spend a few hundred dollars, set up a legal entity. Now he actually looks a lot more attractive to a lender and he was able to obtain a small loan, which helped him to expand his business. Nice. And oftentimes it is maybe small details that, 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 that people overlook in the case of not having an entity, that's probably a big one that you're able to help him with from liability and, and, and everything else. Absolutely. So I like it. Um, what do you find when you're working with organizations, when you're working with companies, and obviously these entrepreneurs, do you find that there's common conversations that they kind of avoid having? Is there a through line there? They're out there being successful, growing their business, but they forget to have these things or they're avoiding having a certain kind of conversation. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting because in the small business space, there are a variety of conversations that are avoided. Again, the founder or the current owner, they're just interested in building their business. You know, they want to service their clients. They want to provide, uh, the resolution for their clients' issues. But when it comes to things like workman's comp or the minimum wage law here in New York, um, it, it really is difficult because they get frustrated. And sometimes when they're working with a legacy advisor or someone they worked with for years uh, who may not be a little bit more proactive or who may not be on the strategic planning side, um, they're not having those conversations. So it really takes someone that is forward thinking to go into the business, sit down with the business owner and, and lay out a roadmap and, and just ask questions without interrogating the, 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 the business owner. Uh, because it can be frustrating when, when you don't know what you don't know and, and you hear of all of these things in the news. Um, 
particularly about um, the tax laws. And again, here in New York, the, the minimum wage uh, law. Uh, but just having these conversations and holding their hand and walking them through these things, um, it can certainly benefit and it can certainly add uh, quite a bit of value to their lives. Yeah, I, I like the term that you use, legacy advisors. So maybe it's somebody that they've known for a long time or a friend or even a family member that maybe they're doing a competent job, but they're not doing a great job and doesn't seem like they're necessarily getting the, the entrepreneur where they need to go. But those are de- delicate and sometimes difficult conversations for you to have because, like you said, you don't want to interrogate the person, but you also need to help them come to the realization that maybe my advisors are not of the caliber that I'm looking for. Exactly. <clears throat> and I don't know if you have a... Any tricks or tips for people who are listening that, that maybe they do have an advisor that's that's been in the family for a long time. They don't want to offend them. Um, but maybe it's just as simple as, hey, you know, Joe, Steve, you know, I, I appreciate the work that we've done over the years. But I think it's time for us to time for me to move on. I don't know. I don't know if you have thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, well, what I always suggest is just to have a conversation, especially if you have a personal relationship, just have a conversation. Hey, Joe. Hey, Steve. Uh, I saw this article in Entrepreneur or in uh, Bloomberg. And hey, let me know what you think. It may be about uh, proactive tax planning, strategic planning, something that they're not doing at that time. And just have a conversation. What are your thoughts? How do you think you can grow your business if you incorporated something like this for your clients? And it'll get the wheels turning. And, you know, Joe and or Steve will say, well, hey, look, have you thought about doing this in your business? And, and, and you'll say, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can uh, sit down and iron something out and, 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 and implement something. You know, so there may be ways to continue to work with a legacy advisor and they may not know. Um, but on the flip side, some advisors just love to do what they do and they don't want to reinvent the wheel and they're not looking to grow their business. So there may be a point where you, you have to replace the advisor. Um, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. You know, people do outgrow their advisors in their situations. So I, I really do encourage at least having a conversation before making any changes. Got it. I think that that makes sense. And for, for companies that maybe maybe for an organization that the person is starting the business with the desire to one day sell it, or maybe it's a up and running successful business and people are thinking, okay, maybe I do want to sell this one day. Are there certain things that you recommend that people start thinking about in advance of, Hey, I want to sell my business today. Yes. Uh, I would certainly recommend working with an expert in valuation. Uh, there are quite a few CPAs out there that are valuation experts. And you just want to get an idea of where you are today. And once that is accomplished, then you can certainly implement a new plan to maximize your revenues, minimize expenses, and make some changes that's going to increase the value. Because what we do see is, uh, is you'll see a business owner who who says, well, you know what, I'm going to sell my business for, you know, four to eight times revenue. And 
they'll work with a business broker and this is the price that, that, that I'm, I'm going to sell for and I'm not willing to negotiate. And many times those businesses, they just sit on the shelf and they aren't sold. So what I would suggest is, is working with someone who specializes in valuation, get an accurate value, and then work from there in order to, to tweak some of the operations just to improve that valuation. I think that's a great starting point right there. Somebody who actually is a professional in the space and can give you an accurate, at least pretty close to an accurate value of, of what your business is. Do you have any recommendations for people on on required reading or resources for business owners that want to start thinking about doing comprehensive planning like like you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was reading The Excellence Dividend by uh, Tom Peters. I think that's a great book. It's pretty hot right now, Uh, but he, he certainly lays out many things that I've discussed just on business in general and how to look at things strategically. And I think a lot of that information is applicable to the small business space. Nice. Excellent. Well, LeVar, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, Communication. You know, it's very important to communicate on a regular basis. Um, Some of the clients that I've onboarded recently, I've really picked them up because they only speak to their accountant once a year. So, for the advisors that may be out there listening, continuously communicate with your clients on a regular basis. For the business owners, communicate any challenges and opportunities to your advisors so they know where you are and they can certainly help you get to where you need to be. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So I appreciate that very much. Well, LeVar, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, I'm all over the internet. You can certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn, LeVar Hafney, L-E-V-A-R, last name H-A-F-F-O-N-E-Y, Twitter, L-E-V-A-R, H-A-F-F-O-N-E-Y, Facebook, at Hafney, and Instagram, at LeVar, L-E-V-A-R, underscore Hafney, H-A-F-F-O-N-E-Y, and lastly, www.fayone.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show LeVar your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find LeVar on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, also his website, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, LeVar. George, pleasure's mine. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!